Welcome to the Royal Rumble Post Show, the special episode of It's Real to Me podcast with your boy Tyler. And I want to start off by saying, what a good show. What a good damn show. From beginning to end, it was pretty decent. I really did not like the Baszler match. The Baszler and Nia Jax versus Charlotte and Asuka. I did not like it. Because they're not making the tag titles prestigious. At all. You have Asuka in a feud with Alexa. You have Charlotte Flair in a feud with freaking Lacey Evans. I don't... I don't get it. Like, you don't... You don't sit there and make titles only to completely misuse them. You want those you want those titles to be prestigious. You want those titles to mean something. And they're not and they're nothing but props. They're nothing but props. And that that bothers me because when the Iconics had it, it meant something. When Alexa and Nikki Cross had it, it meant something. For Lil and Charlotte, what do they do with it? They do nothing. Absolutely jack shit with them. They make they make them nothing. So while the match. To me, was okay. It it did not pan out. It didn't mean anything. Nobody cared. And you want when you're building up a match for a pay per view, you should let the viewers in. You should make them care. About what you're putting out there to them. What you're building towards. And they don't do that. To me, it's sheer laziness. On WWE's part. Booking wise. Also, it seems like their their memory has gone to shit because... It seems like they forgot the titles even existed, so they put the champions into branching feuds that aren't for the damn titles. But anyway, I digress. Um, next up we have Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. And let me tell you, I was scared. I was scared that Goldberg was going to win that match because they did it before. Ratings got low. 
He was there for a cheap pop. He was there to get eyes on the pay-per-view. Yeah, it worked, but... But then they have him win it. They have him win the title. And then he's not on the show for about a month, two months, three months. He's also not a good worker anymore in terms of ending work. His Jack Amers looks half-assed now. I mean, his spears look fine. I mean, you're just running into a guy. Basically tackling him like a football player. That's all they're doing. Anybody can do that. But the jackhammers, they don't look as good. They look... He, he nearly broke Drew's neck last night doing that move. Very, very close to breaking Drew's neck. He was very close to breaking Taker's neck. Hell, he was very close to killing Taker. Doing that. To me, the guy should retire. And I looked it up. I thought the guy did retire. But he didn't. He signed a three-year deal, which is stupid. But hey, it's his life. He wants money. Whatever. Um... And then next up we have the women's Royal Rumble match. And there was a few surprises in this match. I think there was like one big surprise in this match. The rest were like, okay, they were here now they were here last year. Whatever. Mickey made her return. Which is like, okay. She made her return. She's back from injury. Cool. But the one person that got a huge ovation. From fans. I know fans weren't around in the stadium, but in terms of you know videos that I've seen, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, doesn't matter, YouTube, they were yelling. They were yelling, they were screaming, they were excited. But that person that person was Victoria. A person who hasn't been in the company since two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine. And has been blacklisted by WWE for a few years now. Because um, she had went to TNA. And and at that time, TNA was their big competition. Until AEW came along. Now, they don't give a rat's ass about TNA. They don't give a rat. They're working with them. Low key. And I think that's... Part of the reason why they allowed her to, to return to Rumble last night was because of that. And it's pretty much that surprise. That was that that was the one surprise that really threw me for a loop. Nobody knew that was gonna happen. People freaked out. I freaked out. I yelled holy shit. <laughs> And my mom came in and was like, why are you on the whole ship? I'm like, this person returned. <laughs> but yeah, so. Then we move on to the Universal title match. This was a fairly short, a very, a very short um, card. 
there it used to be bigger, you know. There's only like a few matches on the card. You had Nijax and Shayna Blazer versus Charlotte Flair in Asuka. Which is basically on the pre-show, so there's really only like four matches on the card. On the main show card. And then you had the Women's Royal Rumble. Then you had Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, which I'm going to talk about next. And then you had the Men's Royal Rumble. And then that was it. That's all she wrote for the show. No SmackDown tag title matches, no Raw tag title matches, none of that. Which I was hoping they would have that to like fill out some airtime. But I guess they didn't need it because they were starting at 8 o'clock and they were going from 8 to 11. They don't have that many matches anyway when they go from 8 to 11. Um, but they used to go from like 7 to 11 though. But anyway, next match on the card was... Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, and let me tell you something, y'all. This match <laughs> was damn near perfection. Minus that botch at the end with the whole Paul Heyman trying to uncuff the handcuffs from Roman and the ref randomly stopping the count prematurely. The match was great. The match was hard hitting. It it went from the ring to backstage area to the freaking field. Cause you're cause the Thunderdome is on on a baseball field. They're at Tropicana, where the uh, Jays play. Oh no, the Rays. I don't want them saying the Jays. The Rays play. But the but it ended up on the field. There was like a random ring set in the center of that, which I was thinking, okay, that they might use that ring for a spot. They might wrestle in that ring. But, nah. That was just, like, for aesthetic. But, you had Kevin Owens jumping off of scaffolding. You had him get, you had him get ran over by Roman Reigns with a golf cart. Then you had Roman getting busted open, and then Kevin Owens saying, "Oh, that's not my blood. That's the tribal blood." I'm like, "That's that's dope. <laughs> that's cool." And then you had him completely dismantle. I mean, you had him choke choke him out at the end of the match. He won the match. Roman would retain. Um. Despite the botch. The, the botched ending. Anything could have went in that match. No one knew who the hell was winning that match. Like, usually in matches, they're formulaic. They're like, okay, we know this guy's going to win. But this match, you, you couldn't even tell. It was that damn good. <laughs> they were telling a great story out in that ring out of the ring, backstage, on top of the damn fans, top of the damn fan screens, it was, it was great, (laughs) but then, last, but certainly not least, we have 
Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble match. And that that match told a great story in itself. Oh, and I forgot to say, Bianca Belair did win the women's Royal Rumble match. I am definitely proud of her for that because she deserves it. Because she she had dedicated that match to her parents, which made it even more special. So, with that said, congratulations Bianca on that victory. But back to the men's Royal Rumble. Um, I didn't. I mean, I I had a feeling that Edge was gonna win it. I had I had a strong feeling. That Edge was definitely taking it because they were building the story up for about since last year's Royal Rumble. He was gonna have this redemption story where he goes on to win the Royal Rumble within a year, wins the title. Hell, he may have even lose. He might lose that mania and then retire on his terms, which I'm fine with. Retire on your terms. Don't. Retire prematurely like he had to in 2011. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to keep his career growing for as long as he wanted. And now he gets to do that. Whether he retires after Mania, a year from now, two years from now, who knows. But all I know is that, that I saw this one coming from a mile away. And I'm glad I did. Because... That redemption story needed to be told. It needed to be... It just needed to be done. And I hope at Mania, he wins the title. Whatever title that that it is, whether it be the WWE title, the Universal title, or the NXT title. Which I highly doubt he's gonna be going to NXT to wrestle NXT guy at Mania. I don't I don't see it. Um even though I want to see him go against Finn Balor, because that'd be a cool match, but I don't see it. Um But the but but, but the way they did it though. The way they did it. They had him go against Seth Rollins, which he immediately throws him out. Well, actually, it was it was Bobby Lashley, I think. Some, or no, it was Braun. It was Braun. And Christian came back in this match, which was cool to see, because then you had a reunion. They hugged it out. I like, I like the spot where Edge and Christian hugged it out. And then Matt, Merrill, Matt Riddle comes in and he goes, what about me, bro? And then, and then they look at Matt Riddle and then they just start beating the shit out of him. <laughs> like, bro, that shit made me laugh so freaking hard. <laughs> They're like, bro, really? You just ruined our freaking moment? Kick his ass. <laughs> but, yeah, they had Braun Strowman on the outside, or, or beating up, no, it was Braun Strowman beating up Christian, and then Christian would, or no, Edge would make the save, he would try to throw him out, big dude, 
Edge is small. He can't do it, right? And then Christian comes in. I think this was kind of like a botch, but kind of not a botch. It looked, it looked, it looked weird. Because as Christian was trying to throw him out, Seth comes in, throws out Christian at the same time, but it looked like the momentum of him trying to throw out Braun threw him out, which was weird. But he gets eliminated along with Braun. Now it's the final three. Well, actually, we th- at that point, we thought it was the final two. Because early in the match, Randy Orton go down with a, a knee injury, which would proven would be proven later on that it would be faked. It was a work, and that he was going to be back in a match. Spoiler. <laughs> but then, Edge throws out Seth. Edge thinks he wins. He has his arms raised. He turns around. RKO. Randy goes to throw him out. Edge reverses. Edge wins the match. Let me tell you. I screamed like crazy. To that finish. I went nuts. A lot of fans went nuts. Because it was something we wanted to see. He hasn't won a Rumble in over 10 years. I think it's been 11 years. That he has... That he had last won the title. Or not won the title. Won the Rumble. Because he would go on to win the title of that year's Mania. And then retire. Premature. Which was dumb. Because it, he did not want to retire. Damn neck. But uh... Yeah, but Edge won the, the Rumble, and now that brings us to Monday Night Raw. Um, to, to begin with, we have Drew coming out to speak about his match with Goldberg and him retaining, and then he would ramble on how about about the fans, cheer him on, blah blah blah. I'm a winner. I'm a champion. Champion speak. Edge comes out. And then Drew would start complimenting him. And Edge goes, bro, what the hell are you doing? Like, I expected you to attack me or turn on me and you're complimenting me? What? (laughs) He's like, I did not want you to do that. I want you to turn on me. I want you to be pissed off. I want you to want to retain your title. And he's right. It was basically Edge coaching him. How to be a champion. And it's like that. And then we have Sheamus come out. And Sheamus is like, Who the hell do you think you are talking to my best friend like this? Blah, blah, blah. Which made no sense. Because I'm thinking, he's just coaching the guy. Like, he's trying to teach him how to be a champion. What? What did he do wrong? But, uh, yeah, that's just weird writing on the writing staff's part. <laughs> anyway, and then we then we see banter, banter, banter between Drew and Edge. Or not Drew and Edge, but uh, Seamus and Edge. Edge says another thing to 
Drew about he says that either way I'm walking out of WrestleMania champion. So whoever I choose, you be ready. Basically telling Drew to be ready. Because I might challenge you. And I'm going to try to kick your ass and beat you for the title. Um, and then after that, we see Drew hoist up the, the belt. And then we see Sheamus in the corner getting ready to hit him with a broke. And he hits him with a broke. And then that kind of blurred the lines for me. So I'm thinking, okay, what are we getting? Are we getting a triple threat? Or are we getting Drew versus Sheamus? And are we getting Edge versus Roman? Because then, like, later on that night, it was announced that Edge would <coughs> be, <coughs> be on SmackDown. So I'm thinking, okay, he's going to go and challenge Roman. And then today, he, it was announced that he was going to be on NXT this Wednesday. So I'm thinking, okay, it's probably going to be an obvious smoke screen. We're getting a triple threat. Um, but at, at this point, I don't know. And I'm glad I don't know. Because Drew and Sheamus, a one-on-one match between these two would be amazing. And then Edge and Roman would be equally as amazing. I don't know. I really don't know. But then we move on to Lucha House Party versus The Hurt Business. The Hurt Business Retained. <laughs> like, I've never been so disinterested in like the middle of the show in my life. So if I forget some of the matches, bear with me. I just don't want to talk about them. I'm probably going to talk about a few things. I'm not going to talk about the whole show because the whole show, it was like good, really boring, and then it got good again. Um, then we went, and then we see Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss. Holy shit. We're getting the three phases of Alexa, and it's great. Because <laughs> one minute you're getting Firefly Funhouse Alexa. Next, you're getting the goddess. And then the next, you're getting this dark-ass character. Which is freaking amazing. Mind you. This dark entity. Gothic. Whatever you want to call it. Demon Alexa. That's what I'm calling it. And the way they kind of paid off that view... The way they paid off that feud was perfect. Alexa would win, obviously, because, of course, they're not pushing Nikki as much as they should. Whatever. I I think they're misusing Nikki. They put her on main event. They put her on Raw just to lose. Yeah, they're not jobbing her out. They put her in a competitive match to lose, but still. Let her get a win, or 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 so, or two, here and there. Like I know you're not gonna win every match. Not get you're not gonna get booked to win every match. But come on, there's obvious signs, and they're not pushing her heavily anymore. They've given up on her. 
But then next up we have Matt Riddle versus Bobby Lashley for a U.S. title. Why wasn't this on the card last night? Not last night. Why wasn't this on the card Sunday? I don't know why I said last night earlier, but whatever. But uh, why wasn't this on the card Sunday? It could have been on the pre-show. It could have been on the main show. Could have added one more match. Could have let the show last until 11.30. That would have been okay. But instead, they put it on Raw. It ended in a DQ finish. Which I'm fine with that because of how they did it. They made made Bobby Lashley look dominant. That's how you do it. That's how you book a dominant heel. Is you, you make him retain at any cost. Whether it's cheating. Whether it's not breaking a five count during a rope break. Like, it, it was great. And I think those finishes where it's like, oh, the guy couldn't break a five count during the rope break. So he's disqualified. You rarely even see those. Like, ever. Um... But yeah, I thought that was a great. Even though the match was, meh, I think I think the the you know the, the ending payoff to that feud. It's not the, it's not really a payoff. It's more of like a continuation. The way they're continuing this feud on. Great. Don't let Riddle win yet. And keep looking. Bobby Lashley as a dominant champion. He's got to look for it. Yes, Mike's skills are still not up to par, but they're better than they once were. And also, you're trying to legitimize their business even further. And I hope that God, they do not do what they're planning to do and, and, and literally disbanding her business. I really don't. I really hope they don't disband them. Because they're a great heel faction. And they're being booked very, very well. You got Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexandra with Taggold. And you also have Bobby Lashley as the U.S. champion. So basically everybody who wrestles has gold in that group. MVP, yeah, he did wrestle a few matches. They're basically squash matches. But he's not really a wrestler anymore. He's more like a a manager. He's not really wrestling. He's done with wrestling at this point. Um, And then we go on to the main event, which was Edge wrestling in his first match on Raw in 10 years. Actually, it's 11 years. His first match in 11 years on Raw. And it was a good match. Really good match. But the star of the show was Alexa Bliss. Once again. In the middle of the match. Randy would go on. In the beginning he was dominating Edge. He was beating the shit out of Edge. He was going to go for the RKO. He was doing that whole bang on the ring. Thing that he does before he hits it. It's basically a setup. To, def- to the finish. Um... 
but then you hear the lullaby, like a dark version of the lullaby, like the goodnight lullaby. Um, oh no, Rockabye Baby lullaby. And then the camera just, the way they did it too was perfect. The camera slowly zooms out. We see Alexa Bliss sitting on the top rope. And it is scary as hell. But the scarier part is when Randy turns around. When Randy turns around, he sees Alexa and she is dripping blood out of her damn mouth. And I'm thinking the entire time, holy shit, this shit is cool. <laughs> like, it, it was really cool to see that. Because it was, like, we're in the PG era right now. We're not in the TV-14 era. But I was close to TV-14 as you could get in the PG era. Yes, we've seen some RKO's to women. Yeah, that gets, that's, that gets close too. That's on, that's on par with it, I think. But to see that, <laughs> usually you see that type of stuff in horror movies, but they're like R-rated horror movies. They're not like PG horror movies you see that shit in. You see them in freaking R-rated horror movies. So to see that was really freaking cool as an adult <laughs> to see that. I don't know if there's any kids that were traumatized, but hey. Sorry, but <laughs> that's cool. Anyway, that was Raw. I think the low point for for Raw to me was the middle the middle of the show. The middle of the show was kind of hit or miss. You had the Alexa and Nikki match was basically which was basically a payoff match for that feud. To end that feud. To have her segue into this Randy feud which I don't know what's going on. This is supposed to be Bray versus Randy. I think it's kind of evolved to Alexa versus Randy. With the Fiend eventually returning. Like, I'm loving the storyline so far. I think they need to continue it. But as far as the middle of the, the card goes, it's all filler. And I understand that in the Miller show, it's usually filler anyway. But if you want to be a good show, you need to have great matches, even though some of them may be filler. They need to be good. Don't have two people, don't have a feud, this mini feud where you have two pairs of wrestlers. Or two wrestlers who people do not care about in a match or in a storyline sense or ever because you booked them poorly before all that momentum that they had gone that's the only problem now what's with the rumble now the rumble that was really, 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 really good. I, I, the only blip from that pay-per-view was the, the women's tag titles. That, that women's tag title match. Because nobody was interested in it. You didn't make people feel like they should be interested in it. 
Like, you're thinking, oh, no one thought, oh, let me watch this match. To see what's going on with this feud. There was no feud between those two competitors. Or two pairs of competitors. None. Because two of those competitors were in separate feuds. But other than that, all the matches were good. We had Carmella. I forgot Carmella and Sasha Banks. They delivered too. It was great. The right people won the Rumbles. Um, I feel like. Some people might say, oh, Edge is too old. Edge, the guy came back. He's, I mean, yeah, he's a part-timer. But it's not like he's not going to show up. Every week. Yeah, he's not going to wrestle on Raw. He might show up with a title. Cut a few promos. That's fine. As long as the guy shows up. That's why I didn't mind uh, Brock Lesnar's title run from late 2019 to Mania. Because he showed up. I was fine with it. As long as the guy shows up, it's fine. If he wants a title. But... Bianca definitely should have won that. She was my pick going into run- to the Rumble. And Edge was my pick going into the Rumble. Even though it was pretty blatantly, blatantly obvious that that was going to be the case. How it was going to be written as a redemption story. I kind of expected a redemption story going into that. But yeah, that's my takes on the Rumble. And it's my takes on Raw. Let me know what you guys thought on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Doesn't matter. I got I got it all. So you can message me. Any questions about the shows? What I think of certain things? Hell, you can message Brandon. See if he knows anything. Um, I really think. If I allow you guys to interact, we can grow as a podcast. You can grow as a fan base. And we can go on this journey together and we can just ride the wave going forward. So with that said, this has been It's Real to Me with Tyler and Brandon, episode 7. And this was a special Royal Rumble post show and Raw post show. I wanted I wanted to do it tonight to cover those shows to get it done and over with. Be sure to watch this Friday, maybe maybe this Sunday. Yeah, we'll probably do some. We'll probably do a, a, a sh- the timeout show on Sunday for the Super Bowl. So be uh, aware of that. Um. Me and AG3 will be doing that one. And with that said, I'll talk to you guys next week for the next lineup of shows. We'll do the next week's Raw. We'll do two Smackdowns. And I hope you guys enjoy. Peace.